Welcome to The Spill Podcast. We know you're obsessed with creating your own success in your own way, and you know you've got more. More to earn, more to experience, more to create, and more to give. And you're right. You just need to know some of the pieces and the moves to make. The conversations are real, honest, funny, and hopefully valuable. Away from the filters, the reels, and having to have the perfect script. We believe in opening the door for the next woman, helping guide you with conversations and exceptional guest speakers, spilling truths, tools, and guidance to help you expand your own expression of success. And knowing that when you do, that's when the good stuff the world needs more of happens. Laughs and explicit language are almost always guaranteed. Let's spill. Hello, ladies, to another episode of The Spill. And this is this is the second of this year that we're launching, but it already feels like if you've come over Christmas and New Year, hopefully you've recovered from either, well, I was actually just chatting with Karina, our guest, and either you had maybe a great time partying and drinking, or maybe you're a mum and it was actually not your downtime at all. And now your downtime starts because all the kids, including the husband or the wife, has gone back to work and maybe you've got your own peace and quiet. <laughs> Um, but I am so excited for this episode. I've got Karina Burton across from me. And ladies, when I share with you a little bit about what Karina has been doing the last couple of years, which hasn't just come from the last couple of years, um, it's come from, I'm sure, a lifetime of experiences of ups, of downs, of learning, of implementing, of wall-kicking moments. Um, but this woman sitting across me is so impressive. I do want to say that to you, Karina. When I reached out to you and we started chatting, I was like, I must have you on. We need to get into a conversation. Um, you have done things and you have acquired knowledge and experience that I think is so important to other women who are also on that journey in creating their own money, in creating their own purpose, in creating their own lifestyle and choices. Um, so ladies, to give you an idea, Karina is the co-founder of CPR Construction Cleaning, franchisor, author, founder of an Unstoppable Media and host of the Unstoppable Podcast. She's also a mother of five Yes, five. And when you go and stalk her on Instagram, which you will, putting the details in the handle, you will not believe it. And I said to her, I was like, bullshit. There's, there is no way this woman is a mother of five because, well, you look beautiful and you look like you're about 25, but she is a mother of five. She's also a serial entrepreneur, brand builder, marketing expert, and industry disruptor. And over the last 15 years of industry experience in business to business, authentic marketing, sales, brand building, and also considered an industry leader, she is driven by her passion for cultivating relationships and increasing profit margins. And her skills include expertise in networking, negotiating contracts, multi-seven-figure sales, business development, event speaker, customer relationship management, social media marketer, and brand recognition creator. Whew. It is a lot. And it's so cool. Karina built a multi-million dollar service-based company in less than two years using branding and social platform strategies during a global pandemic, ladies, now a booming franchise across the country. Unstoppable Media has been recognized and segmented on several media outlets, such as Good Morning Arizona, CBS, NBC, ABC, along with several others featuring the Unstoppable Journal, Podcast and Mindset. Karina was also recently named Top 50 Women in Franchising and Women of Wonder in 2022. Congratulations. And as a branding expert and mindset mentor, Karina lives her life believing and knowing she is unstoppable. Now she wants to know, are you ready to practice what it takes to become unstoppable? So Karina, welcome. And thank you for jumping on with us. Thank you so much. I am honestly very excited to have this conversation with you because every time you and I have had a chance to speak, it's been really fun. It's been very organic and I'm so sorry for that long lengthy bio. I'm like, as you were talking, I'm like, oh shoot, I should have condensed that down because I feel bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know what, on that, sometimes it's like all of that is real, right? That has yeah. all happened. It is all true. You've accumulated all of that and had that whole experience. So rather than the feeling of, oh, shit, I should have um, shrunk that <laughs> one time. Like when you, when you hear that read back to you, 
what other thoughts do you have? Does it take you to, to certain moments on your journey or do you have a, oh crap, yeah, I have done that. Like what, what comes up for you when you hear it? Um, it's honestly like a mixture of feelings because I'm like, wow, I, I started this journey really full, you know, uh, both feet in, um, January, 2020. So that means it's been three years this month, Mm -hmm. right? We were full into CPR construction cleaning. Um, when we first started the company, it was September of 2019, but we were part-time and it really wasn't even part-time. I wouldn't even consider that. I, it was like a quarter of our time because I still had my day job. My business partner still had his day job. I have kids. He has kids. So whatever like left information, like whatever time left we had, that's what we designated that time to. So to think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've done so much in such a short period of time, but yet so much so much, even beyond like what you just read that I've gone through, I've experienced, I've triumphed, I failed. I've done it in three years. Like it's mind blowing because it feels like eternity because like you had mentioned earlier, even though the timeframe is saying, this is the date when I started, I've been acquiring and becoming this person over the last 20 years of my life, you know, really really becoming this person and you know for the first 10 years of my life so uh not first 10 years of my life first 10 years of my 20s so really into my 30s um it was all in my mind of the desire right like I didn't even have the opportunity to become the person that I had always dreamed myself of being until I freed myself And then I became this person. So really over the last nine years, because I turned 39 in October last year, um, I really had the opportunity. But for 10 years, I sat there and baked in my heart, in my mind, like, who do I want to be? And I could not see that picture. And mostly it was because I did not have the support that I needed. Um, And I had to fight for it. I really had to Mm -hmm. take it. Uh, regardless of the situation it put me in, but I'm really, you know, it was hard, but I'm really grateful to have been able to triumph over those struggles and those difficulties to now, like basically see the fruits of my labor come into fruition, you know, eight years into that hard work, right? So now I'm into my, um, going into my 10th year. So it's kind of crazy, but you know, it's, it's good. And sometimes though, even though you see all these amazing, like things that you accomplish, you still deal with, um, imposter syndrome. Hmm. So, you know, on a daily basis, I have to remind myself really, I really do. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, am I going to get there? (laughs) I'm going to get there. (laughs) Am I going to get to the goal that I'm trying to achieve that high in the sky? end result of what it is that I'm trying to succeed towards. So it's interesting. It's it's so true. And I'm glad that you've just said that because it's, I think it's always super important to know like those successful people, those people we look up to you, yourself, what you've achieved, it, it didn't just land in your lap and you didn't not just have the hard times or you know, not have to work on imposter syndrome. And it's also that thing where it never really leaves you. You just learn how to manage it. It's like mm-hmm. failure still comes. You just respond a lot quicker. You have tools yep. to respond better. And, and that can only, like we can only build that over years of experience. I mean, I even remember how I used to react to some failures and I, I, you know, like I can literally take myself back to certain moments and maybe you can, if you're listening in on this, that were failures. And I remember the, the feelings, I'd be embarrassed by my failures. I'd hold on to them. I'd make myself wrong for them. I'd physically feel myself burning up. 
And now I, I don't deal with them that way, right? But it's like what you're saying. It's like you've become this different person over a decade or two decades. Um, and there's a lot, there's actually a bit I want to dive into in what you've just shared literally there. But can you share with the ladies a little more about your journey? Like these things that you've had to really come over, maybe they've been the things that have been the breakdown, which have actually been the biggest kind of lesson for you, the the thing that actually ended up propelling you. But just take us through a bit more of your journey so far, because um, I think it's really important for the ladies to understand. So, I mean, my journey kind of goes in, in this uh, strange circles, right? So you people think that your journey is linear or maybe stagnant, but when you are going through evolution, it can feel like you're going in circles and you feel like you're not really getting anywhere and it can feel really frustrating. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to know me today and then those who knew me back in my 20s, I potentially in their minds could have been two very completely different people. And I know I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people who have changed their lives so much. They've done a complete 180 of their lives. But <laughs> mine went from being this very, uh, I grew up being very ambitious. And I always had this desire to do more in life. I had these dreams. I wanted to excel. I wanted, I really wanted to actually become famous, I, to be perfectly honest, like when I think about it, because I was very much into theater, musical theater. When I graduated from high school, um, I was 17 years old and I took off and moved to Orange County. I grew up in California. And I went to one of the art schools uh, for musical theater. Uh, but, you know, I grew up with a really religious and very strict uh, lifestyle. And so I never knew how much those generational teachings really stuck with me, where it really capped me from being able to become my truest self and to be able to even dive into who I was good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Like I could not make my own genuine mistakes. So little did I realize that inadvertently, I ended up following the same path that everybody tends to follow in this religion. And I got married at the age of 19, like literally the month before I had turned 19 years old, I got mm -hmm. married. And, you know, some people, it's great. They, they love getting married very young. It works out for them, all those things. But for me, I never felt like I had the freedom. It was just constant guilt and I wasn't good enough and I had to try really hard. And I just wanted to be this perfect person in the eyes of my religion. So, you know, I left everything in my heart that I wanted to become and I was serving you know, God in that way and being like, well, I'll sacrifice everything so that I can be closer to him. And I'm still a very religious person, not religious, a spiritual person, not religious. Um, and it really took me down a path of not knowing who I was. And so I got married really young. I had three kids by the time I was 25. And I felt so incredibly lost. I loved my children. I spent all my days with my kids. I, um, they were my best friends, but there was something inside of me that just was like, you are meant for more. And mm -hmm. I had suppressed that for years and years and years. And I was just not in a relationship that was supportive and did not want to see my talents thrive. And I was a stay at home mom. And that was my unfortunate story where, you know, some people have partners who are really supportive and uh, want to see their other significant other excel and do something outside of the home. But I didn't have that. And so I had to make a choice by the time I was 28 years old, either I was going to choose to continue to live this life of 
And, you know, at the time I didn't realize that I was living a lie almost. I really was because I wasn't being myself. I just felt like lost and it was just killing me inside. So, you know, making that decision of letting go of sense of false security, which is financial, right? Like mm-hmm. financial is security. We all have to have it. Like I strive to have freedom, financial freedom, but it is not something that should ever keep you handcuffed. It should never keep you in a place of unhappiness. It should never keep you in a place of abuse. It should never keep you in a place of being, of not being able to become your best self because you feel trapped by this false sense of security. So I had to make that decision. I didn't have any college uh, education. I didn't have any real work experience other than what I did in high school. Um, and I, I made that decision to leave this partnership and this marriage to be able to figure out who I was as a person. And, you know, here at that time, I was 29. I think I was 29 years old. I'm a single mom of three kids, no work experience, no money, nothing. I was left with literally $500 in my bank account. And, you know, it was a really, it was a really exciting time. Actually, I want to say it was scary, but at the time I was so naive. I just was like, F this. I'm not letting someone like put a thumbtack on me and I'm going to change my life. But it's obviously when I look back, I'm like, shit, wow. I had some like serious balls because I don't know. Like if I would have known what I know today and that's a part of like innocence and even being naive, sometimes it's a little easier to like take that leap because you just don't know. Yeah, there is as power in being naive and innocent in that side. Is it because that's what I'm thinking as you're as you're say, saying this? I'm like, so what was it? Because you had this false sense of security. So how how did you make that decision? Like, what was the pull? Was it purely faith? Was it that it like it got to a boiling point for you? Like, at what point did you have to get to, or what was it that helped you be supported in making that decision? Um, it was my, it was my oldest daughter. So my oldest daughter, um, was complaining and she was, I think six or seven at the time. And she was complaining about not wanting to play soccer. And I grew up playing soccer. I loved soccer and theater were my thing. And so of course I'm then putting my kids doing the same thing, but you know, she says to me, mom, I'm not good at this. I'm not, I'm not, she says, I'm not, I don't, I don't, um, she didn't use the word aggressive because she was very young, but she was insinuating that she was softer and more gentle than the other kids. And I remember, I, I can remember exactly where I was sitting in our living room and her looking at me. And I said to her, you can do anything you put your mind to. If you want to, if you want it bad enough, you can do it. And for some reason, I feel like all the stars aligned, the universe struck me straight in the heart and said to me, you love your kids so much. Oh my gosh, I'm totally going to cry. You love your kids so much because my kids have been my everything. And you have been trying to be the best mom, but yet you're, you're not because you're not being someone who is what you are telling them. So Mm -hmm. if I'm telling them, be strong, be courageous, you know, be willing to take risks and be willing to be adventurous. But yet here I am as a mother, not being that example. It hit me so hard that it was the only way that I could be the best mom was to be the example I wanted my kids to follow. I feel like it just, you had immense clarity, like in that one moment with your daughter yes and if from that moment on I just knew that that was the type of mom I wanted to be I wanted to be someone that my kids looked up and said you know maybe they don't want to be exactly like me and do all the things that I did but I want them to say you know 
if they're coming across a difficulty, say, you know what, my mom was able to do this, I can do it too. Because it gives us strength when we look at people we love and respect mm-hmm. and um, we admire. When we see them go through it, it actually is so much more powerful than words. And that's what we need in this world is to be able to be connected to people who are doing instead of saying. Like the words are there, but the action is what takes you to that next level of power. And I wanted to be that for my kids. And so, you know, I went from living in a very beautiful home, having, you know, new cars and, you know, having money to buy groceries and do those things, you know, I, I, at the time I was probably making less than 20,000 a year, but, you know, I had to make a choice. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to have to have subsidized, you know, income. Uh, I'm going to have to rely on that. I'm going to have to rely on student loans. I'm going to have to rely on things that I never had to before, um, to get to where I want to today. So it was a lot of sacrifice and um, it was really having to humble myself and take several steps down accordingly from the exterior to then make, you know, 10 steps up, you know, do a 10x in my life. <laughs> so powerful. So powerful. And when you think of that period of your time and the decisions that you made to move you through that time, what do you think some of the the best maybe skills, the best, um, uh, just the muscles that you built, the mindset that you built, the resourcefulness, like what was it that you go, wow, if I wasn't in that situation, those things wouldn't have come to me. I wouldn't have built those things, which have now attributed to where you are now. What did it teach you? I mean, definitely resilience, being able to know that I have the power to overcome anything, anything. I mean, you know, leaving that relationship and um, I lost my entire family and that family was a real support system for me. And then even my family really struggled to understand. And it wasn't until um, probably if, I think it was like six to seven months later, um, you know, everyone's true colors and things come to light. And so, you know, my parents really had the opportunity to see why I was making the decisions that I was, but it, but I, I had to really have resilience within myself to not rely on anybody. I had to rely on my intuition, on my spirituality, on my strengths, because my parents were not there to be that support system. All my friends and family from that part of my life we're not there. And it, it really, instead of it jading me, cause I, it, it kind of jaded me for a while until I had to like do a layer of like forgiveness and get through the process. But instead of it jading me entirely for the rest of my life, it made me so incredibly grateful to realize what are the things that you direly need in your life? How do you treat those important aspects of your life? And how do you cultivate it? And that was, you know, for me, it's my core family, my daughters, my family today, and, and my skills, right? Like I thought, okay, I am not, I don't have anything to write on my resume. I remember my first, like the resume that I wrote up, I was like, my dad owns his own business. So I was like, I am marketing for high Sierra shower heads. And I really had never done it before. But you still have the resume. You should, you should frame it if you have it. Yeah. I, I was like, um, like I just was making up stuff just so yeah. I could get a job and make it sound like I'm not 29 years old, you know, getting a real job for the first time. But I realized that everything that I had learned being a mother actually 10x to me and my skill set and my abilities. I worked so damn hard. Like I didn't get tired compared to other people. Like I knew when I had to get shit done, I got it done and I got it done efficiently. I was able to really with my time, like understanding um, time and what your duties are and manage that appropriately. You know, living with 
my means so low also really helped me um, be very savvy with my funds and, and know how to stretch a dollar. And so, you know, there's these things that I really learned and, and helped me to become, you know, this uh, great entrepreneur and business mm -hmm. professional. And it really stemmed from being a mother and, and going through those hard times. They really it's, did help me. It's really, this right here, I think is such a key point because often whatever our, that pain or that transformation is, like whatever that personal thing, if it's personal, it's universal. You've probably heard of that. And people overlook it. Mm -hmm. And so many women that I chat with, it's just like, yes, but they don't have, we're, we're thinking about what it's meant to look like or making up what we think we're meant to have or think we're meant to, you know, look like and have experience and all the rest of it. But everyone has lived this life that has given us these gifts, whether it's like you said, it's like earning $19,000 a year, but that made you so savvy. That made you appreciate money. That made you understand where to put money, how to stretch money, how to save money. You know, like that's, it, it, it's just, it's so important for us, I think, to go, hold on, let me take stock. Let me actually work out what are the things that I'm great at that I am overlooking and undervaluing. Yeah, because they, be, they come naturally to me or because they've come out of a painful situation, therefore we make it wrong. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's the, that's the gold that we've got to dig up and really amplify to monetize as well, to put that into a business, put that into your next career, your job, whatever it is. I love that you, you took those things and, you know, I'm yet to be a mum, but I work with a lot of mums and, uh, it's a common thing of undervaluing, undervaluing that role and yes. the uh, the place that it plays, the things that you learn, the things that you just become so naturally good at and you just do them because you're a mother. It's a thing yeah. that like no other, right? Well, you know, what's interesting is that like for so long, I actually felt a lot of shame about my experience and I felt like I didn't have enough. And so how would it qualify me or for people to believe that I was qualified for the position? And it took me a few years to really see my, like what I really had to bring to the table. And, and it wasn't because of going to school and to get, you know, it's like, checking off these boxes that are um almost standard right these are the things that you do Made you graduate from high school you go to college mm -hmm. you get the degree you get the job you get the uh uh experience and opportunities and mine had to come in a different path but it's still exactly the same of um worth the worth is still there. I just took a very different path. And it was through the actions of my work that spoke for itself. And, you know, once I had that, like, gosh, I'm actually really proud of myself from being able to go down a path that was very unlikely. And people would say, you know, the odds are against you. And, you know, how did you overcome that? And the fact that I am here today, you know, I, I finally had this like feeling of gratitude and, you know, that's where the, the word unstoppable has come from, right. Mm -hmm. With like what I share um, outside of CPR construction cleaning is unstoppable media. Unstoppable means that there is nothing, absolutely nothing that can stop you from achieving your best and highest self and becoming the person that you deep down inside believe you are supposed to be. And you are supposed to be that person. It's just whether or not you're ready to invoke that person to come out, but you are meant to be that person. So, you know, it wasn't this like, oh, wow, I'm kicking ass and look at, even though I didn't do all these things I had, I did, I carried shame. I felt kind of embarrassed not to, sh to say, well, I didn't graduate from college. I don't have a degree. 
And then I was like, kind of that tinge of like, well, does that make me less? Um, but I had to have that part of my layer of what I like to call my, uh, the onion that has been, you know, impacted in a negative way where you peel back these layers, right. Of, mm -hmm. of healing. And, and that was part of my healing process. And it's so important that as you evolve and become the person you're supposed to be and do all the things that you've dreamed, it's so incredibly important as you're doing the process to peel these parts of your life, because you will stay stagnant. You will not evolve. I am a firm believer over the last 10 years that business is spiritual. It's a very spiritual journey. And we're not talking about God in the heavens. We're talking about the spirituality that you have within you and your evolution and your growth and you being able to, um, understand how the two align and when you peel off this layer of growth you're going to realize that you are coming up to difficulties in or challenges or risks or something that really puts you in this scary position you either see that business opportunity as yeah, I can't do it. It's not the right time. I don't have the money. I'm too scared. I don't know. I feel uncomfortable. It's trying to help you to take off that layer of somewhere inside of you that has made you believe you can't do it. And the beauty of the two when they pair together, like magic happens every single time. And I'm a firm believer of that. <laughs> What did that process look like for you? Like if someone listening in feels like that's where I'm at, that's what I feel, I feel stagnation there. What is that peeling of the onion and of the layers? What would you say to that person? What's it going to look like? What's it going to take? What are some steps that they should start with? So everything will always, you're not going to, it's going to be small things, right? So like, if I look back at the things that I started doing to my big onions that I peel back now, you're like, oh, wow, those are small little bits, right? And you eventually get to the bigger things. So, and I will give an example. So it doesn't make people feel like, I don't think I can do it. Like you instantly feel this sense of fear because you feel like you have to attack the deepest part of your onion, so to speak, right? Or it's just, mm -hmm. um, one of the scariest parts. You really start at the beginning. You really start in areas that are on the surface, but they feel uncomfortable. So I'll give an example. Like when I first started in um, marketing and sales, I didn't even know anything about branding at all, right? And now today, that's one of my expertise. I absolutely love branding and it is my number one thing that I talk about for anyone to be successful. So I was actually terrible. I, I was terrible at sales and I didn't understand marketing. And the way that I was able to overcome this fear was that I, when I would go in and I would pitch to people um, the service that I was offering with the company that I worked for, they would look at me like I was just uh, crazy because I was probably like the 20th person who come in to solicit them and they have the no solicit on the door, but here I am just still opening the door and walking in. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to repeat what I need to say, which is, you know, this is what we do. This is why you should choose us. Give me a call when you have a flood or a fire. Cause I was in restoration for several years. And then they would just be like, okay. And I would walk out. And this is where I'm saying, this is where my onion, the peel of my onion, right? Like where you go to that next evolution of growth was I didn't love myself. I didn't love the things about me. I was struggling to accept me. So how could I, on a, on a energy level, connect with another human if I was closed off. So when I finally had this realization, right, you always get these epiphanies of like, this is what I need to do. 
whether or not you listen to these intuition, this guidance, this epiphany, you know, that's what's going to make the difference. But for me, I had this realization. I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a go. And I'm going to see if I start going through this process of loving me and accepting me and not shaming myself for the lack being behind, having three kids, struggling financially. If I just love me and I know that I am here with authenticity, integrity, I want to help you. I'm going to see how much this changes my progress. And I am not joking. It literally changed my entire dynamic within, I would say, probably like two months. I was just getting job after job after job. I mean, one day we had probably 50 jobs called in and that was just mine from, from me. And those are the things that you do, right? And you start going and you cross these little bridges and you just continue to cross these bridges and you start realizing that your bridges become bigger because you're getting deeper and, the, and deeper of a healing process. And then you're able to look back and say, look, this is where I started and this is where I am today. And you'll realize that you even have the ability and the skill set to understand that the in, that intuition, the impressions, um, those peaks of light of saying, you need to do this and this is why, um, you're going to listen to it a lot better. And you're going you're gonna to focus and hone in on that guidance rather than fearing away and not doing it, right? So if you think, if you're not doing it over here in the small areas, there's no way in hell you're going to do it in the big areas. It's just not going to happen. It's so true. That that ability and uh, willingness to tune in to that voice and to those mm-hmm. moments that we know. And I think so often today, we have so many distractions that can easily take us away from that, right? Where we can play into the unimportant distraction or we can, I'll do this first because there's fear of going into that. And mm-hmm. I think it's super important because I was like that for a really long time as well. I tried to tell myself that if you do enough actions and generate enough results, that will make up for the lack of what you're feeling here or, you know, who you are Mm -hmm. here, the progress you've made here, and it doesn't. And I think so often we want want the how-to. It's like, but just show me the sales process. Yes. Just show me what to do. Everyone wants, we're in a world of instant gratification, show me the one, two, three step. And often the best people, it might even, you know, we'll see it every day. That's the stuff that we gravitate towards, but it's not the work. You know, the the work is this inside stuff. The work is the onion. And I know for me, I wanted to just avoid it for so long. I was like, (laughs) surely if I do enough, it'll make up for that. And I won't have to do that stuff. Like, come on. But I'm telling you, and if you're listening in, just listen to both of us because we've done it, is (laughs) the fastest way is to go there first mm-hmm. because Absolutely. everyone wants the mechanics. Everyone wants that, but it's the intangibles, yep. the intangibles that influence how you do things. If you mm-hmm. do things, you know, all of that. And it's just, it's um, yeah, I wish I, I wish I learned and practiced it earlier. You know, if I could say anything to myself, I'm like, I wish I went there earlier, but we all have our own, yeah. you know, our own journey. And, and we're always peeling more layers, right? Well, I haven't stopped. Yes. Peeling. I don't know if the onion ends. I don't, you know, I think it really just kind of ends when we get to a point in our lives and, you know, we're just like, I'm good. I'm good with my life. And I think that's what's beautiful though. It's like kind of going back into that, that stage of innocence of being like a child, right? Where you're mm-hmm. like, and, mm-hmm. and some people though, their personalities are like, go, go, go and they're, until they're 92 and they just drop and they're done. You know what I mean? But there are so many people though, that are like, by the time they're, you know, in their seventies and eighties, they're like, gosh, I'm so grateful for the life I've lived. And now I'm just going to sit in it. I'm going to yeah. sit and enjoy it. 
But if you have so much unfinished business, it will sue at you. You will be angry. You will be someone who is quick to get frustrated. You, you know, and we know people like that, that, you know, are just very unhappy. And I hope that I have peace and feeling that fulfillment, right? Once I get Mm -hmm. to that point in my life where I'm like, wow, I get to retire and I get to enjoy my grandkids and my great grandkids, that point in my life where I just get to enjoy the things and, and see the fruits of my labor. But, you know, I think that's, I'm 39. That is a long ways away. I still have a lot more to go when it comes to um, becoming my best self and overcoming things mm-hmm. and achieving the goals that I want. I was going to mention that you had said something like, Doing this process first in life is the hardest thing. And everybody wants to avoid it. Nobody wants to jump in and be like, I want to do this. And so it's interesting that you said that because I, you know, I've been on so many media segments um, across the U.S. nation and they have been, oh, they're always asking you know, what are some of the steps to becoming unstoppable? And my very first step is always have a self inventory. Look at who you are, good, bad. This isn't a time to beat yourself up and be like, wow, I'm really shitty. I I don't do this. I need to be better. It's not that. It's not even about that. It's about being able to see who you truly are so that you can start pulling back the layers and becoming your best self. But it's easier to get that, those, um, those top tips that people can just tangibly do and be like, okay, I did it. I did it. I hope now that I can, you know, make a hundred million dollars. And I hope that I'm most successful in business. And I hope this, and I hope that, you know, cause there's so many things out there that are these, uh, you know, self-help, uh, coaching programs. You can buy this module online. I can teach you how to 10x your business. And I'm telling you just from experience that if you don't have your mind right, if you don't have this inside of you connected and ready to divulge everything or like to to, uh, take in and really own it, not only are you going to continue to hit these, these pitfalls and these struggles, but you're going to continue to feel like a void needs to be filled and nothing will ever satisfy or quench the thirst that you have. Money won't even do it. It absolutely just will not. And so, um, you know, you want to be happy in life. That's what unstoppable is to become unstoppable in business and life, because you should be attaining both in the same trajectory at the same time. And when you improve in your life, your business is going to improve. You're improving your business. Your life should improve. Mm-hmm. All the skill sets, they really do, um, you know, intertwine. Yeah. You become an amazing partner. You're an amazing leader. You're an amazing parent. You're an amazing leader. Like, you know, you're great with your money at home. You're going to be great with your money in business. Like there's just so many great things that correlate and they exist together as one. And it's important to be able to understand that. And so when you build your foundation in your life, you're building your foundation in business and what your success mm-hmm. is going to be. I love that. I really love that. And can you um, share with us as well, what, what are these other pillars that you focus on when it comes to being unstoppable? Um, so the first one is what we just talked about. The second one is to write down your goals, like write them down as if like they've already happened, right? Put it in that, pers- uh, that context of I am on Forbes. I, or I've, I've been on Forbes, right? Like this is it. It's already happened. You want it. And it's really important because it helps you just transition. Like as soon as I say, I, it's not, I want. And when you say I want, it's almost still like this, um, 
this, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not a gap, but there is, it almost feels far away. Mm -hmm. I want something. It doesn't, it feels distant. That's the word I was looking for. It still feels distant from you. So when you say I've done it, it's already arrived. You feel it. So as you're writing it down and you have it in that mindset, you're feeling it, you're visualizing it. Um, you know, and the next pillar is, is truly visualizing it, right? Feel that it's already happened. Um, spend time every day. I do this every single day. I visualize what it feels like to have the things that I desire most. And it puts me into the state of happiness and gratitude. I feel happy. When you feel happy, you are abundant. When you feel gratitude, you're abundant. Things will be attracted to you in a positive way. And even when things are not going your way, when you're in a happy and a positive mindset, it may feel like kind of like a kicker to you, but you have the ability to bounce back so much faster than if you're already feeling like life's got me down. I can't see what's good is happening to me. So just staying in this mind frame is, ex is extremely important, not just to get your goals where they need to be, but to keep yourself being able to be resilient from shit that happens in life. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that um, we suggest is to do, do the actions, right? Like <laughs> the biggest thing that I think is funny, I, I really think this is hilarious, is like, there's so much knowledge out there. Mm -hmm. tons like we were just talking about this earlier like you can get learning modules you can get on so many courses you can go to masterminds you can do all the things but if you do not put into action you will literally for the rest of your life have knowledge but no wisdom is that really where you're going to take everything you've invested because you are unwilling to put in the action so you, it's so important to take five things, five, it can be the same things that you do every day until you achieve your goal. It can be a variation between things that you've been doing, new things that you add on, but it has to be on a daily basis that is going to get you towards your goal, right? So if I am wanting to connect with more people, if I just sit here and hope that it comes to me it's never gonna happen like I need to reach out I so one thing that I'm gonna do today I'm gonna send out 10 emails to people pitching them about my business these are actionable steps right because we can't wish we can't wish for stuff to happen right like let's say one of the the layers of your onion is saying that you are hurt by someone but you've been unwilling to forgive them. One of your steps is working towards that ability to forgive that person because even though you think that you are not stewing on it, I learned recently that when your cup is full, your cup is full. So even though I, I haven't thought about these people in some time, or I don't allow it to come in fictitiously into my life every day, I think, oh, I have no problems. But then when I realized, oh my gosh, I'm not inviting new people into my life. I'm not inviting new inspiration, support, community. And I looked and I had a really good look at myself and I said, well, that's because you've been holding on to these grudges or hurt or pain with these few people. And once I was set free of that, oh my gosh, I had this like storm, this wave of beautiful people coming into my life. And so it is so incredibly real that you've got to focus on what is in your cup. And if it's full, it's time to let go of some stuff so that you can put in new stuff to arrive to where you want to be. So, you know, those are the things that you think about every single day. Like, what am I going to do to get me? to my dreams and my goals. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I laugh just as much as you when I think about the whole, like, let me just sit and manifest. <laughs> and it's, 
let me just do this part, but I don't want to do this. And it's just like, we need both. Like, as you've explained so beautifully, it's like, we need to do this intangible stuff. Mm -hmm. The inner work that has to happen, the desire, the vision, like creating something for our life, being in that space, absolutely, visualization. But we need to back it up. And if we're not willing to, we have to, we have to dig into why. You know, we have to dig into why because sitting there and putting on some tunes and lighting some candles and rubbing some crystals, cute, maybe fun, but we're going to have to put in some action as well and work out, well, what's a plan? And then what are the actionables in that plan? Yeah. And then we have to ask ourselves, am I willing to be the woman who will actually implement those actions? And if your honest answer is no, maybe they're not your true goals because we either are, have to increase and step into who we're becoming and increase the actions to meet that goal or we have to be willing to bring down the goal to meet who we are yeah. now and what we're willing to do. Otherwise, we're going to be in this frustration. That's what I find. You just you're just going to be frustrated at yourself. Yeah. And it's a it's an honesty process, isn't it? It's like, what deal are you willing to make? Because that's the trade-off. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I love that. Before before I let you go, because I'm squeezing as much as I can out of you. <laughs> I would love to. Let's dive into branding a little bit. Because as you said, this is something, this is a world you have stepped into within two years, what you have done with your business from really branding being a huge part of its success. So let's talk about branding right now. The key things, especially um, kind of what you think separates some of the people or businesses with the best brands today. What's important for us to grasp and to be doing with branding for our business and whether that's for ourselves or whether we've got, mm -hmm. you know, a, a company as well. Well, it's very much in line with even what I had mentioned, like we, our personal lives have a foundation and how is your foundation built? So if you have a company or even if you are someone who has their own personal brand and you're selling this personal brand that has, um, a product or a service attached to it, it's very important to understand your foundation as well. So when I understood that the two, right, the way to be successful is to have a sure foundation in my life that was the core being of who I am. My business was going to be exactly aligned with that. So my company is going to be a core foundation of authenticity, integrity, you know, uh, high quality service. These are, or, you know, actually I'm going to omit that last one. For me, when you have a brand, there are things that are untangible, right? Who are you? And that's really going to be the basis of your brand. When you have your brand foundation and you understand, so for instance, let's say for CPR construction cleaning, the reason why we became so successful in such a short amount of time was because of how we shared our brand story. We wanted to be someone who was authentic, a company that had integrity, a company that um, created solutions for problems. We were an industry partner. These, this is our core foundation of who we are. Then the next step was to share. How do we share our brand story, right? Because it's not about sales pitch. We have to be able to connect with other human beings and share with them, why did we even start CPR? What is making us different from anyone in the industry? And the reality is for us and our company, we went into a niche market that, um, I mean, we're probably in the 1% that, that only 100% solely focuses on construction cleaning. And even to this day, when we get a new client, they always tell us, you know, they struggle with their, um, with their cleaning teams. And that's because for years and years and years and years, expectation has always been subpar. 70% quality clean. And that was what was accepted. Nobody raised the bar. And we were like, 
hell no, we're going to disrupt the industry and we're going to make it known what clean means, which then everybody else is going to have to raise the bar. And we were forcing, we were forcing this industry change. So as we're sharing this story, you do it in a way that story tells. Mm. It story tells, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And then at the end, it's what is it we're doing, right? You always have to share uh, the story first. That's going to connect with people in a energetic, emotional level. And then they're intrigued to know enough of what you're doing. And those are the sale, this, you know, the sales pitch is the what. And for our industry in construction, I mean, for me, I'm in the 4% of service-based companies that are owned by women. I'm a Hispanic, a Latina uh, a woman, which is like even more like condensing it down, being someone who owns a company that services 100% construction clients. And I came in saying, first off, I'm changing the feel of, of what you get when you're working with a cleaning company. Mm -hmm. You're going to work with a professional. And so this is what you do through your branding and your story and your messaging. It's all a process, right? You don't, you don't just um, share it all in one in one moment, right? It's over periods of time. But if you can attract your audience initially with your story, they're going to want to know more. And then just like anything else, once you share that story, it's your actions that are going to have to speak for itself. So mm -hmm. our team obviously was kicking ass and, and has been doing great. So we got the clients We've done a great job and now our company is growing and, um, and excelling, but it's a process, right? You've got your branding, you have your marketing because your marketing is really going to be, how do you, how do you create the visualization? What is that going to look like? How are you going to share this brand story visually that's mm -hmm. going to attract your audience? And then the end part is sales, but everybody wants to jump to the, everyone really wants to jump to the sales. And sometimes they want to go to the marketing, but then they're like, why isn't my marketing working? Well, what's your brand story? What do you, what are you and who are you truly? And once again, people don't want to do the hard work. They don't want to figure it out. They just want the ROI. They want the numbers. And I can't tell you enough that I really actually put most of my effort in on a daily basis with unstoppable right now because unstoppable is a, is a new business for me and CPR organically generates 3 million a year just in one location so that's been based off of you know brand marketing sales and then it happens organically so that's your secret sauce for people, you know, you want to know, that's it. Love that. Yes. And I think just thank you so much just for clearly and simply articulating that. And you can, you, you're so right. And I've been guilty of that as well. It's just like, yeah, but let's just go to that bit, right? Because we're always just like, well, what are the steps? What are the yeah. things? But as you said, this is a stuff, if you work this out, this is this the important thing, the things that matter and that take us like have the legs, right? Yes. Beyond the quick wins, beyond the quick success. As you said, it's the foundation. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Oh, brilliant. Um, thank you. Thank you for this thank conversation. You. And thank you for just sharing your your journey so far. And there's so much. There's so much wisdom and you have that, you know, we spoke about that. It's the time, but it's the knowledge and the experience that you have clearly put in place. And um, I just appreciate you and all that you're doing and how you're showing up. And I'm sure the ladies do as well. So um, let everyone know, I'm going to pop it in the show notes, but where can they follow you and where can they see more of your journey and learn from you as well? Awesome. No, thank you so much, Nicole. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. It's fun.
So you can find me on our website, um, unstoppablemediallc.com. Um, but on social platforms, you can find me on Instagram at unstoppable with Karina Burton, our podcast also on Spotify and iTunes. And we've really built our business, which could be, you know, if you ever want to invite me on, we can talk about how I grew my business organically through LinkedIn. Um, and so you can find me Karina Burton and then also um, Unstoppable Media. That's where you can find us. I love that. You know what? If you're up to it, I'm going to do it while we're recording. So then if you say yes, it means we have to follow through. Yeah. <laughs> we, should do, we should absolutely do a second episode and let's talk about LinkedIn. That would be amazing. I think a lot of people, even including myself, there is just, it's a different platform. It's something else. It to is very different. I know you said that's where you got most, like that's your organic traction and success. And yeah, I'd love to pick your brain around that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Let's get the awesome. <laughs> thank you, Karina, so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to us if you shared it with others. Until next time, drink the wine, have a laugh, learn the thing, do the thing, and be the woman you know you are. Make sure to stay connected and let's keep the conversations going. Cheers.